Hello, I'm attorney Gary Smith, and I wanted to introduce myself and my forthcoming book, Psychedelic Alex, and its accompanying podcast, Psychedelic Alex the Podcast. This is not an official episode of the podcast, Psychedelic Alex, but instead, uh, as you can see around me, I am still in midst of building the studio, but I am pretty close to being done, and obviously the equipment is working. But I've been asked by a lot of people to give a little introduction and talk a little bit about what it is that I'm doing and intending to accomplish here. So I figured let me just make a quick video and introduce myself. And I'll cover three things today and, and then in the coming episodes we'll, we'll do deep dives into a lot of different topics. So what I'll talk about quickly today uh, is myself, ab about the book, and also about the podcast. So first off, who am I and, and what on earth makes me think that I can do a podcast on psychedelics and the law? Well, let me start off by telling you that I am almost 30 years in a law practice. I do generally commercial litigation, and over the bulk of my career, uh, a concentration of that commercial litigation has been construction law. However, for the past decade plus now, I have also been a cannabis attorney here in my home base in Phoenix, Arizona. I am one of the founding partners of Guidant Law Firm, and also, I am a founding director of the Arizona Cannabis Bar Association, as well as a board member of the Arizona Cannabis Chamber of Commerce. Over the past decade, I have represented a number of cannabis industry participants, including dispensaries, cultivators, investors, ancillary service providers, lab providers, uh, and a variety of just other parties and players. Don't do a criminal practice. I have not in almost 30 years done a criminal practice. And as a result, I don't talk much about criminal law. When it comes to psychedelics, what you most need to know is that they are almost all Schedule One substances under the Controlled Substances Act and thus illegal. So at the moment, there's no licit market or industry for psychedelics. But if you have been paying attention to the news, you will see lots of reference to several studies advancing through approval of the Food and Drug Administration that will lead to a return of psychedelics back into the marketplace. What that might look like is part of what we're going to explore, and how you get there is also part of what we're going to explore. Now, as I've said, I've been a cannabis attorney for the past decade, 
and I like to know my subject as thoroughly as possible. So I, in my off hours, do a lot of studying and a lot of reading. I don't just learn what I learn off of my cases. I go far beyond that. And in this past 10 years, I've done a pretty deep dive on psychedelics because as I study and learn about cannabis, it's inevitable that I bang into and into uh, psychedelics, and, and I have. And the more I learn, the more I'm perplexed as to how these substances got to be so misunderstood and so vilified. So, as a result of my searching, I went to look for good legal books on the subject, and I couldn't find any. Lots of discrete books on discrete topics, sure, and tons on criminal law, but nothing that spoke to what I do in my practice. And again, I, I'm a, a civil litigation attorney, so I offer uh, litigation and advisory services to a variety of the cannabis industry players. And I can easily hypothecate that a lot of these same services would readily translate to a future psychedelics industry. So as a result, I ended up writing a book called Psychedelic Alex. And if you look over my head here at the uh, banner, that is a mock-up of the cover of the book, and, and that actually is going to be the cover. And I am publishing the book on Amazon on August 1st. I've actually had it ready to go for a few months, intending to release it early spring, but coronavirus slowed me down. I, I was hoping that quarantine would be over and that I could do this sort of presentation live. Unfortunately, we're still in quarantine, and here in my home state of Arizona, if you've been watching the news over the past couple of weeks, the, the virus is exploding here right now, and our hospitals are near about capacity. So I decided rather than continuing to wait to release it, because there's never going to be an opportune time, there's always going to be something in the way, I just decided August 1st it's coming out. So let me tell you a little bit about the book and what you can expect from it. So first off, it is a book about the law, not a law book in the traditional sense. However, I absolutely wrote the book and intend the book to be useful to other lawyers like myself, and it can be used as a practitioner's manual. But I know that there is a much broader audience for this information, so I have taken a lot of effort to write it at a level that's accessible to non-lawyers. Admittedly, some of the areas in the book might be a little heady and dense, but most of it I was able to present to you in a way that you don't need to go to law school and you don't need a law degree to get what you need from this resource. And what I cover in approximately 300 pages of text plus about another 100 pages of appendices are going to be a spectrum of topics ranging from all the regulatory laws such as the Controlled Substances Act, uh, the Food, Drug, and Cosmetics Act, the Analog Act, to name a few, I also discuss at some detail the regulatory agencies such as the Food and Drug Administration and the Drug Enforcement Agency. I discuss the history of psychedelics and how prohibition came about. I delve into the three principal uh, international treaties that regulate drugs and are administered by the United Nations today. And I also address to the broader audience how non-lawyers and non-politicians can get involved. So, for example, additional chapters in the book include uh, a deep dive on the religious aspects of psychedelics. And if you've not been introduced to this topic yet, you will be amazed at the religious connections to these substances and the historicity of them. Psychedelics go back in human history all the way back to the beginning. 
to that end, I also have in the appendices a handy timeline that spans about 200,000 years of human history and addresses a lot of uh, pinpoint references in authentic historical record, which I annotate so that you can go back and see these things for yourself. Beyond that, the book also talks about things like how to start up and lobby for changes of laws in your local community. I think there are about 43 states in the United States that have in their statutory scheme or their state constitutions some method by which the public can create public initiatives and bypass their legislatures. And indeed, many different communities have already done that. As, for example, right here in Arizona, our Medical Marijuana Act didn't come from our legislature. It came by public initiative. I also talk in part about how you, if you're curious to experience these things uh, or have a, a malady that might qualify for them, how you can go about signing up to be a test subject in, in one of various studies taking place right now with FDA approval. A major organization called MAPS, which is heavily invested in the promotion of uh, MDMA, is entering phase three study of that. And it's going to take a lot of patience to qualify that study. So if you're interested, it might be the thing for you. Anyway, the book is intended to hypothecate how these laws came about, what they are, and what a future world might look like where psychedelics are either descheduled or rescheduled, or if not, uh, what would occur if more states or municipalities took uh, efforts through initiative or legislative act to decriminalize at the local level, even though there may be some competition with what the federal law says. Anyway, the book will be coming out on August 1st on Amazon, and then the podcast will follow within the month. And, and let me now tell you about the podcast. The podcast picks up where the book leaves off, and what I am intending to do through the podcast is to put psychedelics on trial, e essentially. What I have found in my studies is that about 50 years ago, the Controlled Substances Act got, well, enacted, and most psychedelics were put on Schedule 1, which means they are forbidden for people to use, consume, uh, grow, possess, etc. Uh, most of these psychedelic substances are now relegated to studies that you need to get permission from uh, FDA to undertake. And that's where they've sat for the last 50 years. So when I went looking for law journals and legal articles about these topics... I wasn't finding them. And what I also came to realize is when the laws were enacted and these substances were effectively banished, there wasn't a lot of science presented or a lot of evidence presented to justify treating psychedelics in this fashion. So what I want to do is using my skill set as a trial attorney and applying things like the rules of evidence so that we can critically and objectively review the question of psychedelics. I want to go episode by episode and put this topic on trial with me acting as your host and also as inquisitor and you as my audience serving as the jury. And as we go from uh, the different episodes, we're going to look at different facets of psychedelics, from law and regulation to religion. We're going to look at the historicity of it. We're going to look at the applicability of them. We're going to look at how different disciplines approach it. 
be it biology or chemistry or mycology, botany, uh, sociology, there's really no limit. And what I have found and what I hope to impart onto you all is that there is no just singular heading here. There are so many facets to look at this subject, and we're going to try to look at them all. Uh, this might take years, so stay with me. Anyway, the goal is to remain objective, not prejudge this, not do what has already been done, which is just condemn them without having a reason for it. And in that process, we'll work together, you and I, and try to explore this to its ultimate conclusion, whatever it may be. And we're going to stay open-minded until we get there. Anyway, uh, I want to include you as the audience in this, so I have a supporting website as well as an email address on the website, and you can go to www.psychedelicalex.com, and you will find on there a, a variety of things, including a blog that I occasionally feed. Uh, you will also find me on Facebook under my name, Gary Smith, or my uh, associated page, Psychedelicalex, and I'm also on Twitter as Lex Psychedelica. And the podcast will be coming to YouTube, and as soon as we get that going, I'll probably have it pushed out to a variety of podcast servers as well. Anyway, bear with me. We're very close to getting started, and I welcome and invite you all to join me on this exploration. I think it's going to be exciting and fun, and I'm hoping to have in that guest chair a variety of interesting people from both inside and outside the psychedelics world. Uh, my last decade as a cannabis attorney has afforded me wonderful opportunity to meet a variety of very high caliber, wonderful professionals who I'll be cycling in and out of that chair to come share their wisdom with you as well. So stick with me. I'm looking forward to doing this and uh, I hope you enjoy it.